The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Something like that. That's what they said. That's what they graded we're, we're Addie. On the air. They graded Addie as we're nine years old years ago. I don't yeah. know if they have done it again lately. Yeah. Good morning, Rutherford County. Uh, you were listening to Bobby Stewart. <laughs> and, Bobby, this is a special day it because is. someone sitting in this room, it's their birthday. Yes. Now, um, are, are we going to be able to, to say what year? I'll it say is? it. Okay. 79. My husband, Larry, is 79 today. That's unbelievable. He doesn't look 79. I I bought his breakfast for him this morning. Oh, did you? I did. Now, was it out of your account? Uh, the uh, the the <laughs> the account that's with you both do of this you, or, or it I was it his it, account? I bought it out of my money. Oh, bless your heart! I but know. That's 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 a special birthday, Larry. Well, I didn't never, use. No, she has access to both accounts. Uh huh. But I did. I didn't use ours. the debit card, which is our account. But uh-huh. I did get my breakfast paid for by somebody, and I appreciate it. Well, it was your lovely wife that did it. You I, just heard that. I'd say it probably was. Yeah, and you wouldn't. I, uh, well, I wasn't even going to say I knew about it because I I, I did know about it uh, for some time. And uh, your uh, sweet daughter reminded me of it. And she's already sent a text uh, to you and to me and, and Bobby this morning uh, about uh, – how happy she is to still have her daddy with us and that's that's pretty special happy birthday diddy is the way she told it to me because when she was in school when jay was in school at las casas he always referred to larry as mr stewart because he didn't want everybody to know that that was his daddy like they didn't know already and but when jan was in school it was different she called him she would go running up to him said hey diddy Hey, Didi. <laughs> she there was no Mister in front of it at all. I don't. I, where in the world did she come up with Didi? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, just taking the I, 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 A out, and I. Well, I tell you one thing. You got a bright little girl there. I mean, she, she is sharp. She probably. Takes she she comes from our mom. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Even though she's a little bit like me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, how many people know that you're on this morning, Bobby? Everybody well, uh, in the United States. Jan puts it on Facebook uh-huh. and all the time, and I call my friend Sarah Turner because she doesn't always look at Facebook, so yeah. I call her 
to remind her that we're going to be on. That was Larry's first grade teacher for years and a dear friend of ours. And uh, let's see, Stephanie Doss is listening in Texas, and Jay listens to the podcast Mm -hmm. because he's usually sleeping this time of the day because he works nights. And let's see, Mindy Fowler is always listening. Brad Lamb is always listening. Mike Givens is always listening. We've just got... What about Oklahoma Bunch? Oklahoma Bunch, they listen to the podcast because Aya teaches at a private school. She well, she's she's in charge of the Mother Day Out program in a private school, mm-hmm. and she's, she's got, got a, she's got a little autistic girl Down that syndrome. she keeps. Oh, I think it's Down. Huh? I think it's Down syndrome. Whatever. Okay, maybe she is Down's, yeah. but she's special needs. Yeah. And uh, they're going to do a Christmas play, and this little special needs four-year-old girl is going to be Mary. Oh, my goodness. Aya said it will be a hoot. She's working on costumes and everything. It's going now for five kids now. Mm -hmm. And I note that how many hours she's put in making costumes and this, that, and other. Teaching uh, them their parts and what they're going to do and everything. I said, be sure and film it and send it to me. I can't wait. And Miles is going to be the innkeeper in the what grade is he in? First grade? Yes. Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Mm-hmm. No, I think he's first grade okay. this year. Anyway, Miles is going to be the innkeeper. So they're excited about their Christmas program. Well, this. back to the listeners. <laughs> You've created a monster over here. I was leaving the basketball game Why last night. Why are you night. pointing at Bobby when you say monster? <laughs> well, I said you've created this. Okay, all right. I was leaving the ball game and... Uh, Tim Gossett, I've known for years. He works a scores table. Yeah. And she got out a little ahead of me, walked by, and he said, well, where's the radio queen? <laughs> I said, well, she's going right there. And I said, she's going to be on tomorrow. He said, oh, I know it. I listen every day. And he said, I knew it. I, evidently, you said something the day before about it. So yeah. Tim Gossett knew it. So thanks for listening, Tim. You, you, you one of a kind. Y'all are really big MTSU uh, support. We are. It was a good game last night, very exciting. I'd say the first 10 to 12 minutes of the game, um, we were neck and neck with Mm -hmm. UT Martin. And and I'll have to compliment the coach, Nick McDivitt. Coach Ensel? Oh, no. Nick McDivitt. This was me. Oh, okay. uh, Girls didn't play last night. No, they played tomorrow night. Yeah. But he played everybody on the bench whether we were close or behind or whatever, everybody got to play. That's because they're all pretty equal. It, it don't, when he subs, it don't hurt. If it does, it's very little. But he's, it, but he's getting them ready on up into the season when the tournaments and everything start. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. he, And uh, we were talking before we went on there. We, had, we played a, a college called Bryan College. The other night, they're out of Dayton, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows what Dayton, Tennessee is famous for, the monkey trial. And uh, so I got to talking to Don Weatherspoon and then Ed Reasono. They said, we sat together. And they were talking, Ed was talking about what a neat place it was to go visit, that the courthouse was still the same it was, same yeah. way, uh, when they had the Scopes trial and everything. And, and we're going to try to make a day trip go up there. It's, it's really interesting. It's a famous place that. A lot of people don't know about. Well, Spencer Tracy 
he he played the defense attorney in that particular movie. And if you haven't ever seen it, uh, be sure and and pull it up because it it is a uh, great movie. And and I think it's probably pretty close to uh, what happened. And Gene Kelly plays a, the reporter, and uh, of course the whole town is against Scopes because they're a very religious town. Yeah. And and then when Clarence, he, Clarence Dara, yeah, was one of them. Well, Clarence Dara was um, um, Spencer Tracy. Yeah. He he played that part, and uh, it it was a, a a fascinating. But I think sometimes you know how Hollywood is; they will demean certain sections of the country, and uh, they 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 did a good job of making the people in Dayton look pretty bad. Yeah, and I, I I I don't like that when when they do that particular situation. Well, they got to sell. It's, it's all about money. It's yeah, but you know Hollywood is kind of an elitist group, oh, as yeah. you know. Oh yeah, and they they think they're brighter than we are, and yeah. uh, I would match anybody up in Rutherford County against them in any type of situation. Bless their hearts. This TV and the the movie stars are kind of out there by yeah, themselves. And, yeah. and we have started uh, Jane Mansfield's. Is that right? Who's uh, the woman on Law and oh, Order? Mariska Haggerty. But she's Jane Mansfield's daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah. And, buddy, she is she is really good. Now, so I don't think she's anything like her mother would. But she, she does a great job on Law and Order. And, uh, it's, well, she looks like her mama. And she's oh, she does, well. don't she? she yeah. Does, she does, yeah. I like that show, and I like Criminal Minds. I like I like the ID channel. Uh, I don't want to say I'm a fan of murder, but what I enjoy is seeing the killers caught and what the detectives, you know, do and uh, how they test the scene all of the fingerprints and everything and it's come such a long way that you know long time ago the killers were leaving loads of dna at the scene and there was you no didn't way have to, a way to uh, they didn't have a way to test it yeah and i i love to see the the way they operate and they deduce who the killer is and mm -hmm. what the motivation was and everything and how they can interview somebody and see that they're lying I, it, it it interests me and we got hung up on this court cam thing too we watch court cam with dan abrams so you know you know i think i, I know maybe a lot of the public likes to see what's going on but when a trial is going on with cameras sitting there in front of them and you have reporters giving their opinions of what's going on in, w without having all the information. I don't like that. As a former law enforcement officer, I, I absolutely hate it. And uh, those, those type things should not be uh, judged by people who are watching it, reporters and, and things like that. The 12 people that are sitting in that jury room they're the ones that mm -hmm. that need to have that done just by themselves, and and 
it's it's been a great system that's worked for many many years now you can't do that in, in federal court if if you're in federal court and you're trying something like that the cameras and everything are not allowed in, in the courtroom which i think that's the way it should be yeah they showed this one guy that was being charged with uh smoking and distributing marijuana mm -hmm. and they gave his sentence and everything and he was standing up there pleading his case yeah that it should be legal and all this stuff and i don't want to get into that because it doesn't matter to me one way or the other what they mm -hmm. decide to do about that but when they pronounced his sentence in this particular state where they were, it was illegal, he turned around and he lit up a marijuana cigarette right there in the <laughs> middle of the courtroom. <laughs> I, wonder which re I wonder which reporter gave him that cigarette. <laughs> he he was said just he wanted everybody to hear his side that marijuana <laughs> wasn't bad for you and he'd just show. But uh, during all those years when marijuana first came on the scene, uh, there were a lot of studies done, and having to deal with those people, it does affect your mind, and there, there's no doubt about it. And that was the initial step to go into uh, other drugs. And um, but um, for whatever reason, some states have declared it legal. Mm -hmm. and, and if it's one of those that uh, if it's used as a drug for hospitals. To help cancer victims right. and things like that, I have no problem with it. Yeah, because uh, you know they're there fighting something that could take their lives. Well, Larry had an aunt in Michigan that had cancer, and her husband had to. He heard that smoking marijuana might help either delay it or cure it. I don't know the difference. But he had to go out it on the streets. The he had to go out on the streets and find a dealer. This was many, many years ago. Many years ago. Yeah. And he was in Detroit, so he didn't have any much trouble finding a dealer. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, my cousin uh, sold peanuts to the bars and things, and he said, oh, I can get you something real easy because, you know, he all, he saw it all the time. But that was way before it got real popular like it is now. So we need to look at peanut dealers. That well, <laughs> this one is dead. But if he was still alive, he could he could get you anything you wanted. I'm sure in Detroit. Yeah. Now uh, I want to ask. I know none of us know, but where in the world is the high school S T E M? I don't. Know. I don't have a clue. Cause they're the ones that made the complaint against the official. And, and it was girls' basketball that's going on. Smart and, su and supposedly uh, she was making the, the reference that one of the officials said a r racial th uh, term toward her. And uh, they, I, I say this, the, 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 uh, the people in the, uh, what, what, what's the uh, one that oversees it? Yeah. TSAA. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading that this morning, and they did a tremendous job following up on it. Uh, even uh, even the uh, the coach uh, took his team off of the uh, the the court and headed home after that because they were uh, supposedly so disturbed, and they did everything possible. They, they were able to get the sound and all the things that were going on in that particular game. 
and found out there was nothing there that, that they could find. And, and the guy that was over it, uh, he made reference to it. They said that they don't want to have anything of that type to show up with their officials and, and anyone on the court. But they, they said there was absolutely nothing there. And I, I think a couple of the parents were raising cane and, and all that. And it, it's, it's terrible that we get in those type of situations where those uh, complaints are made, but you can find nothing at all uh, that would support the complaints. Yeah, it's, it, can, uh, it can cause a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, just like that poor official. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't deserve this. Those no. referees, you, I mean, you got to have to yeah. have a game, and, and we don't pay them near enough. It's like teachers and everything else. And so, you know, they don't deserve that kind of treatment. Yeah. And the players, on, if it were true, they don't deserve it. If it's not true, then the other team don't deserve it. So it's just, yeah. let's just leave it at home and come and enjoy the sport like we do in, in, in Middle Tennessee basketball. You know, I know the women folks raise a little cane with the referees sometimes, uh, but uh, it's mostly undeserved because they most of 99% of the time they're right. Yeah. And, you know, if they're wrong, well, so what? It's not life or death. It's just, you know, maybe a point or two. But, uh, now, wait a minute. 99% of the time they're right. That's right. Is that what you just said? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Now, I've looked over in your section over the years. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I at the MTSU girls games, and I, w I was kind of guessing that maybe 20% of the time the officials were right. According to those ladies you're speaking of, that yeah. may, may be true. <laughs> but now, on, on, in their defense, they are never wrong. I mean, they're not even that 1% wrong. Uh how, how come you change so much when you got this uh, sweet lady I'm, I'm sitting right across the street? I'm saying my opinion, and I'm dating you their opinion. <laughs> well, I go to watch the game, yeah. so that helps me officiate. Uh -huh. He goes to see who all's there because he will lean over and he'll say, I saw so-and-so, but I didn't see their husband mm -hmm. or there, there's somebody that hadn't been here in a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, look at that little boy. This was last night. Look at that little boy, how into the game he is. He looked like he's three or four. Yeah, yeah. He was interested in the game. I care about people, uh. but she don't understand. <laughs> I love to watch the game, and he'll tap me. And I sit. I, there's a seat between us, but I know when he taps me, I'm supposed to look somewhere. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's not just a game. It's a social outing. It really it is. is. Because of COVID, yeah. we are so glad to get out. Yeah. And there are some people in the audience that are still wearing masks, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But our little group around there don't have masks on. Of course, we're older. We've all been vaccinated. So, you know, we all feel pretty safe. But with this new variant that's coming in, who knows? I don't pay any attention to that. Uh that's why I'm so happy. <laughs> if it's not one variant, it's another. That's right. Uh, you you have so many friends. Now, there is an elite group at MTSU. You guys have been invited to a special event. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. Uh -huh. What's going on? It's the Next Level Club. 
It's to help the girls' basketball team, mm-hmm. and they feed us once or twice a year, uh, and that's that's nice. We're a member of that club, and I want to do my part in helping the girls have what they need. Yeah, and I was listening to, uh, you know, J.D. Kennedy, and I was listening to him this morning, and, and uh, I've never seen so much support coming for the girls' team as I have this year. It's just that I know that they're a special bunch. I mean, mm-hmm. the recruiting is out of this world right now for MTSU, especially for the girls. And you've got them from all over the world. And he especially wants to go over and see the Russian girls tomorrow yes. because yes. he speaks uh, yes. pretty fluent uh, Russian. He's hoping that there will be a, some Russian players come into the meal where we're eating and he can talk to them in Russian. I don't know. Sometimes they can show up for the first five minutes or so, mm-hmm. but most of the time they're in the dressing room getting ready, getting psyched up and everything, so I don't know if they'll show up or not. But I would like to say that our boys' team is really good this year and the crowd is building up for them. Mm-hmm. So we just want to congratulate the boys' team. They're looking better and better. We've got some real good talent. I especially like to watch our little guards, Jefferson and Donovan Sims. Yeah. They they did fantastic last night. Local boy. Uh, he took advantage of the uh, the virus, you know, and all that stuff. With, yeah. with They got – an extra year of eligibility. So this is Donovan's fifth year, and he's he's really making the best of it. All right, we got a caller in. Oh, uh, good. Uh, I I wonder what they're calling about. I imagine it's Bobby's ankle. <laughs> <laughs> caller, welcome aboard. Hey, hey Mister, how you doing? I just wanted to say, uh, uh, I listened a little bit of the game last night. I I know the the guys are playing better. They they didn't play the schedule women had, but they are. Playing better. I hope when conference play gets here, they can win a few conference games and get to the top of the conference. I sure like to see them uh, uh, good uh, good again after Davis left. So I'm hoping McDevitt will stay around a while. But uh, I did want to ask. Uh, I know Mr. Stewart knows this. Uh, Truman, you were talking about baseball yesterday. Uh, yeah. Uh, they uh, they're they're on a lockout. The owners locked the players out uh, last night. I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, they're 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 locked out. The owners locked the players out, so they're at a work stoppage right now. Yeah. You know, baseball and how long it's going to last, but uh, it could last till spring training. Probably could continue the season. So like it's going to be a long one. So that's just the way uh, labor labor deal goes. And uh, I, hope, I hope the women can win Friday night. They they started out pretty good. They had that one rough game against Marquette. Uh, lost in overtime, but I think they're going to be pretty good. He's got a lot of young freshmen. I think they're coming along. And I just want to know what you guys thought think about the women's team. I know y'all go to all the games and how you think they'll do. And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Well, this is uh, – thank you for calling. Uh, I know this is going to take a while because talking about the women's team, uh, there, there's such high expectations going on this year and, and all the great talent that Rick Ensel has this year. But we'll, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 
My name is Mary Edith Martin McFarland, and I love Adams Place. I have Parkinson's. One of my defenses is exercise, and so the pool is a real plus, and it's wonderful. It's a heated, salty, therapeutic pool, and we have water aerobics by an instructor. It's indoor year-round, and it's marvelous. I love Adams Place. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. If you want to get some barbecue, I'll tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. We got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick Pig. A Murfreesboro tradition. 1920 East Main. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, right here on News Radio WGNS. Hi, this is Bob Cornell, pastor of Covenant Church right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The answer that you've been looking for is found in Jesus and what he accomplished at the cross. You see, Jesus changes lives from the inside out. We would love for you to join us at Covenant Church located at 1124 Brinkley Ave right here in Murfreesboro. We have services Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can learn more about us at our Cornell Ministries YouTube channel. We want you to grow in Christ at Covenant Church. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Police in Murfreesboro need your help identifying three people of interest, all wanted for questioning in a theft case. The day after Thanksgiving, the trio were seen on surveillance video stealing somebody's wallet at the shoe carnival on Old Fort Parkway. The victim in the case said while she was trying on a pair of shoes, she put her wallet next to her only to realize seconds later it was missing. Victim told police the wallet had about $2,000 in cash, her driver's license, and a debit card. There are photos on WGNSRadio.com and a number to call if you recognize the suspects. The choir from Riverdale High School will help to commemorate Pearl Harbor Day by being a part of the Pearl Harbor Memorial Parade. The route travels down world-famous Kalakaua Avenue to Kapiolani Park on Waikiki, December 7th, and will feature participants selected from nearly every state in the nation. In the spirit of the season, TN Star's College Savings 529 program is again giving one Tennessee child a $5,000 scholarship in a TN Star's account. For the third consecutive year, Tennessee residents age 21 and older can enter to win at tnstars.com holiday now through December 31st on behalf of a child age 10 or younger. One entry is good for the entire contest period. 
The five grand in prize money can be used by the winning beneficiary to cover future post-secondary education expenses, ranging from tuition and housing to books, computers, and the like. And the Woodbury Christmas Parade is Saturday. It's a community project of the Woodbury Lions Club. It assembles at 11 and steps off at noon. More news at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. Guys, it's important to prioritize your health. This is Scott, and I recommend getting an annual health assessment at Low T Center in Murfreesboro where they check all your levels, not just testosterone. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness, and they make it quick and easy to take care of your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. Low T Center offers the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments shipped directly to your home for only $155 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. At Low T Center, most health insurance is accepted. Schedule your appointment online right now at LowTCenter.com. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, high in the low 70s. Southwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 44. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 48. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Premier Six on Broad in Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And back with Bobby and Larry, and um, we had another caller on earlier, and haven't answered it, but we have another one on. So, you think we can do all of that at one time? Yeah. <laughs> we are pretty smart, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Caller, welcome aboard with Bobby and Larry. Hello. Hello. Papa Kimbo. What's that? It's Kimbo. Kimbo, my goodness, <laughs> what are you doing, honey? I just want to wish you a happy birthday. Thanks, babe. For people who don't worldwide who does not know, this is my youngest granddaughter, oh. Miss Kimberly Grace, better known as Kimbo uh-huh. Stewart. And uh, we're proud, so proud of her. What are you doing off from work, honey? Um, I'm trying to do my final paper. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. How's your mama doing? She's doing okay. She's feeling okay, a, a well, lot of pain. That's good. Okay. 
Well, Mama, you take my daughter-in-law has had shoulder surgery. Oh, and wow. uh, Kimbo that's is hard. one of her nurses. Uh, that's that's good help right there. Yeah, it is. It you is. You take care of your mama, baby. I always am. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Thanks for calling, sugar. Welcome. Back to, to Casey. Mm -hmm. We're real excited about both basketball teams. Mm -hmm. And uh, the girls, see, they got that extra year due, due to the COVID, so I don't really know. But we may have the transfer from Maine is a senior. Yeah. Uh, we're sorry. And then I don't know. There's some disagreement between Mimi and I about Courtney Whitson. Yeah, uh, I, I say she, this is her last year. Mimi says she's got another year, but that may be hopeful thinking. Well, everything, everything I've looked at has got her as being a junior. Well, that's yeah. good because she is a main cog in, in that. But uh, we, we've got all, everybody on the team can play and does play, yeah. boys and girls. And uh, we're just real excited about our boys because they are so much better than they've been being, and it's the same players, you know. But they're they're doing little things different this year. And of course, you got to give credit to the coach. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're playing as a team, and uh, that makes a big difference. And uh, a local boy leading leading the pack makes a big difference too. It'll get the people in the, in the gym, and Donovan Sims is is good at that. But uh, we're excited about both teams, Casey. Now, I was uh, looking at the um, uh, standings for the girls' basketball, and the I didn't see MTSU, which kind of made me a little angry because they're going to be in, in the top 20. There's no doubt in my mind. No, a small school, what they call mid-major, it's hard for them to get any recognition. Now, yeah. now we beat uh, Vanderbilt rather handily mm -hmm. and i told mimi on the way home i said you know uh, vanderbilt be lucky to win a game in the sec man they've come on strong and they're drilling people i don't mm -hmm. know what's happened but uh and then we beat illinois mm -hmm. that's that's a big 10 school <laughs> and uh now we got beat by marquette we shouldn't have down there in that tournament it was our own fault but uh we're pretty good but you got to realize there's what 400 400 schools and you got to pick 20 uh, that's real hard to do and you know you'd be like in the men's duke was number one and then they got beat so yeah i guess purdue will be number one now but it is you've got we have been in the top 25 a, a bunch of times since rick's been here but uh, it's really hard to to get enough votes from the sports writers or ever who picks it to be in the top 20 yeah. For a small, for a mid-major school, was they say mid-major? I don't say we're mid-major. We got the best undergrad. We got the biggest undergraduate school in the state of Tennessee. Now, how can that be a mid-major? Well, you know, uh, University of Tennessee uh, athletic director just gave nine of their coaches an extension because of. Um, um, their um, improvement in their particular sports, and uh, and I noticed that Kelly Jolly, of course, it, she's that was her um, maiden name. Kelly Jolly was in there, and I have seen 
what she has done with the University of Tennessee girls basketball. And I know that Rick Ensel is very happy for her. Because I know he is. He was very supportive of Pat and, and oh, all yes. of his yeah. girls. And, and, you know, I think the relationship between especially the girls' coaches across the country, um, it's almost like they're family. And, and I think a lot of that started here in Tennessee when, when Pat was there. And you, you could see the emotion. That they were all family. Uh, 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 she, was, she was the mama over them. She would cook for them and do all those things. And you know that Rick does the same thing. So the relationship between Coach and, and, and his team uh, is really what makes them go. And Rick... He he doesn't miss any words when he calls them over there on the sidelines. That's right. And I love that, the structure of well, how he's able to develop them. There's a difference between competitiveness and friendship. Yeah. You know, Rick and Pat and even Pat and Gino, mm -hmm. you know, were very competitive. But, but they didn't have that relationship. But when she passed away, he was very, very, very nice to the family and yeah. everything. So, you know, competitive and friendship, uh, you've got different jobs yeah. in each area. Yeah. You can be well, a friend and still be a fierce competitor. Yeah. I'd say that Rick Insell was supportive of Kelly Jolly when she was in high school. Oh, I know. Even though she was competition, but yeah. he had enough respect that uh, he knew that she was a great player and going to be a great player at Tennessee and was. And now she's doing a great job coaching. And, and uh, I, I'm proud to see a local girl do good. And she should have had the job before she got it. Yeah, but I agree. They, they, a lot of these programs get so far down that they can't come back. And Tennessee was about there. But now now they're coming back. But uh, it's, it's funny how college athletics work. Yeah, uh, I know that. There's something about girls' basketball that uh, the smaller schools, and, and, and of course MTSU is a smaller school uh, when it's thought of around the country than UT, but he is still able to recruit the top girls. And, and, and that's harder to do with the men's well, basketball. And it's getting it harder. Uh, Rick told me one time, said when I first started, said we just mostly – uh, recruited Tennessee yeah. and he said now we recruit nationwide worldwide and now they got to recruit that transfer portal that's yeah. going on and, and uh, that's I noticed that team last night that we played UT Mark mm -hmm. uh, there was about six transfers mm -hmm. you know one from Georgia Tech you know from here and there and mm -hmm. so the transfer portal is a big deal I'm not particularly for it but <clears throat> it's a big deal and, you know, if you're going to be competitive, you've got to know who's out there. And I think that. I don't Matt, like it. I don't like it. And I can tell you why. It, it, it takes away the loyalty it does. of the yes. players. There is the no team. loyalty anymore. No. Don't seem like. Uh, but, uh, and, you know, it, it kind of aggravates me uh, when I think of a former player and I don't ever see him at a game and lives here. It, it kind of aggravates me because I yeah. feel like, you know, they did me a great uh, deal by letting me have free education for two years. Well, it wasn't free. I worked for it. But yeah. anyway, and, and I don't 
I don't owe the college anything, but I feel obligated to attend. But you, you support it very, I very do. well. I do. I buy tickets. Sometime, you know, uh, the guy asked me last night, he couldn't find his scanner. And he said, well, you'll just have to wait a minute. I said, I'm not going to stand up here. Just take my ticket and scan it when you get it. I said, don't make it there's me. And he said, well, why is so many people want to make sure I scan their tickets? Well, some people get free tickets. The kind of people that work there are half price or whatever. And if they don't use them, they, they don't give them to them the next year. That's why they'll say, if somebody gives me an extra ticket, they'll say, be sure and scan it. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't, if I didn't need it, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't get it. But anyway, that's what it's about. And it, he was confused. And I said, well, that's, that'll take care of that. Another caller? Another caller. Let's see, I've only got one more granddaughter. Caller, welcome aboard. Uh, let's say Larry Stewart. Well, happy birthday, Mr. Stewart. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. It, it would this be my sister-in-law? No, no, no. You don't know. Oh, me. well, good. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. I like to identify I like, yourself. I like to listen to you all on the radio. My great grandsons are going to Las Castle School. <laughs> well. Uh, they enjoy it. I just wanted to tell you that you were talking about this. STEM school, S-T-E-M, yeah. that raised this ruckus. That that school is located near Columbia. I'd never heard of it either. Okay. I, somebody told me it was in Smyrna. I knew that wasn't true. Well, no. I'm sorry that I retired before your great-grandkids came along. Yeah, they're good boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank uh, you for calling. Bye-bye. Now, that's nice. It is. Yeah. I, li- I, li- I like to... You know, we live in the best place in the world. No doubt about it. How many other places have got the type of people that we have who just enjoy you know, life and, and, and June, they enjoy it the way we used to many years ago? June the 7th, 1962, when I took on a bride, I said, where do you want to live? And she said, wherever you live. Wait a minute, repeat that again. You, you said what? I, I took a bride. You said you took on a bride. I took on, well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me put, let me rephrase it for okay. you people of, of, of lower thought. Yes, yes. I got married. Uh-huh. On, and I said, honey, where do you want to live? And she said, wherever you live. And I thought, well, you better get ready because we're going to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And that's. It's the best move you ever made but outside of picking your bride. Two. That was the best move ever made. Moving to Mercerburg was the second best move ever made. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've lived here ever since. And uh, and going to Last Cassis was another Well, that choice. was the third one. Yeah. That was the third one. Yeah, you had a great life. I have. In, in, no in the short time that you've been here. So, somebody said, when I was at Last Cassis, somebody said, have you been at Last Cassis all your life? And I said, not yet. But uh, I'm getting there. Because he was principal, everybody assumed we lived on that side of town. I always assumed it <laughs> until I found out you were over on Florida Road, I know it. which is Kittrell, Kittrell area. area. Yeah, yeah. and it looked like you live. could have had a little. Well, you, that was before, or no, that was after Jimmy Montgomery. Because see, Jimmy Montgomery uh, pretty much made Kittrell's name. Uh, outstanding across the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's 62, 60, 62, 63, no, the 61, 62 bunch. 
of Kittrell was was the team that made them famous. Yeah. And, you know, and Monk was a big cog of that, but he wasn't the only cog. And Monk would tell you. They had five great starters. Right, if he was alive today, he would say uh, Bobby Joe Jones, Jimmy Nipper, and Ben Cates, and David Adams, they made me what I am. Yeah. And, uh, but he was good. But Monk and I got to be great friends, played golf together, played some independent basketball together. And uh, there was – he was exactly what everybody thought he was. He was a great basketball player. And he's a lot of fun to be around. He was. Anybody that knew Monk hey, back in those If days. Monk had a dollar, you had a dollar. Yeah. If he, was, he was a lot like you. You were a great shooter. Uh, Jimmy was a great shooter. Uh, neither one of you passed the ball. But when he would get to the, <laughs> when he would get to the midcourt, well, he would let it fly, and there would be nothing well, but net. I've never you, seen anything like it. You can't score if you don't have the ball. That's, That's true. <laughs> see, see, she learned a little something. Uh, and you know, we're that, the team was playing so good last night, so well, whatever the right English thing is, Dickie Thomas. But that, uh, Hannah <laughs> Wellspoon sits behind me, and she said, wouldn't you like to be able to run up and down the court like that? I said, hell, I just wish I could walk all down the court now. But uh, it was those it was the, it was good time. Those were the good days. It it never failed, weather permitting. Mm -hmm. Usually in the summertime, everybody in town came to our house. We grilled out. We played. We had a volleyball net set up mm -hmm. in the ground in our front yard. We played softball across the street. We had horseback riding with Jimmy McKnight. He would do a radio. I mean, a rodeo for the kids. Oh, Jimmy did? Oh, yeah, yeah. He would get Bless on that horse heart. and fall off and pretend like he was shot and all this stuff, and they would mm -hmm. just clap and carry on. So we were the gathering place out there, and it was so much fun. So much fun. Which one of you started putting donkeys inside the, the uh, basketball arena? You did? <laughs> Why? Why would you do such a thing? I had more because sense. I almost got killed over there. In, in, well, in you didn't. You didn't even ride that. Night. I most certainly the, did. The fire department. We were helping make money for the volunteer fire department. Yes. And uh, I was standing down at the end of the gym, just like everything we had. I was there, and some lady came and said, "Are you going to ride?" I said, no, I'm not going to ride. She said, you scared? I said, no, but you get up $100 for the fire department, and I'll ride. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't long till they came to me and said, hey, she's got $80, and she hadn't even seen Ed Florida. I said, get me a mount. <laughs> well, you know what happened. I, I had been outside looking around to make sure everything was all right, and all I saw was an old swayback mare out there. I thought, well, that's what I'll ride. Well, they come in with this llama. <laughs> they put me up on that llama, and they had a... a did you a, ever get on him? Yeah, they put me on him. Uh, I he had, did, did he spit this, on you? No. That's a spit in his well, Somebody from the sheriff's department that had a little sense sneaked up to me and said, don't worry about it. He won't buck you off. He'll just run from the end to end, and he'll stop. But just in case, I locked my legs around him, and he had that round horse collar, round collar on him, or you couldn't guide him. But I rode him, and, and uh, we made over $100 for the fire department. But I didn't know your legs were long enough to wrap around. Well, I may, if it wasn't, I made them long enough, because I, yeah. I wasn't real sure about that. But i tell you one thing. The next morning, I couldn't hardly get out of bed. My legs were so sore. 
And but they sore than they are now. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, the age is taking over now. But uh, that guy from sheriff's department, he knew what he was talking about. But all the crowd went wild. Mister Stewart's riding a llama. Who announced it? I remember somebody was over there hollering and or had it on the mic or whatever. Uh, Buddy Brown had the job of being the pooper scooper, Mm -hmm. and uh, but. Well, A.G. and I went out to Buck Hanna to help them raise money for the softball. And yeah. we had a mount. We had a partner. We wasn't, we wasn't partners, but mine was an old donkey. looked like he was about 100 year old. And I thought, well, I, he can't even walk. Let alone. He bit me on the back of the leg going into the gym, and I never got on that donkey. And A.G.'s donkey was called intensive care, and he was called that for a reason. <laughs> you could not ride that. You couldn't get on him. Now, one his subs said, I'll ride him. But he showed up for work the next day with a broken arm. That's how much he rode him. But those were fun times for him. Well, you and and uh, A.G. being big buddies, I bet you got some really good deals uh, for the school <laughs> over there. Everybody got a good deal. You know that. To you hear know that you talk about you it. That. Everybody, Everybody got, got a deal. good deal. And I don't see how L.D. ever made any money because he lost money on every deal he ever made. <laughs> to hear him tell it. Yeah, well, he was he was the best negotiator oh, of he anybody was. I've he ever loved seen in my you, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd go in there and I, I I wanted shoes and I knew about what they were worth, you know, close anyway. And uh, he he'd price that thing way up, and and I say, now LD, I know better than that. Uh, I said I'm going to offer you such and such. No, 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 no. That's too cheap, Truman. That's too, uh, or too much for. Uh, for me, for him to uh, charge me. So we just fought and fought and fought. And finally, when it got to that point where he knew he was going to sell that. Yeah. He knew when you walked If car dealers were that good in today's world, that would be something. I'd venture to say not very many people left that store without getting a deal. And and, and he made a sale. Yeah. When you first came here, Rutherford County was in a situation where almost everybody knew everybody else. Yeah. But it's changed so much. I, well, I, I miss those days of, I do too. Of, of people having a great relationship you with each to, other. We used to set up uh, Norris Lovers Pool Room at lunchtime and wait for the AG boys to come in the pool room to shoot pools at eating dinner. It was LD and John. Yeah. They'd come in the front door arguing about who was the best, and neither one of them was any count. And all of us buzzards would be sitting back there at the snooker table just waiting for them to break the ball, and we'd jump in. Mm-hmm. One of those two was going to pay, and then they would leave still arguing about who was the best. But it was fun time. Who was the best poo player that you uh, ever witnessed there? Here, yeah. a little guy racked the balls up there named Shorty. Uh he lived out on Woodbury Highway. He had been a professional player, and in his eyes, uh, he'd beat you, and he'd say, I can't see anymore. And I think, man, if you could see, but he, he was the best. Now, Norris Lovern was good. Uh, Norris, Bobby Norris was really good. He set my pool table up and scattered the balls out and just run them all. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ran the snooker table on six of us up there one day, and I didn't have – a dollar to my name, and that was going to cost a dollar and twenty cents every who lost. Mm-hmm. And uh, I finally got an open shot and made made one ball, and I 
that was enough to, to not have to pay, so I, I left. But Bobby Norris was really good. How were you able to do all those adventures that you uh, were able to enjoy back in those days? Where was Bobby all that time? Because Working. Bless That's why I remember. <laughs> well, but I, uh, Larry, Bobby. I'll have to say, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was raised to be responsible. I was the oldest of six. Yeah. You know, you take care of family and home. Larry knows how to play. Yeah. I don't know how to play and have a good time. He played softball. He played rook up at AG's store. He played ping pong. Mm -hmm. We had a pool table at our house. He knew how to play. I wish I knew how to play. <laughs> but well, somebody had to be responsible. Well, <laughs> I had to work my playing in around my studying and my schoolwork. Uh -huh. uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ. I did all of his college typing for him, his mm -hmm. P.E. cards. I read Stalin for him. Oh, my. Yes, and then told him to make notes so he could pass the course. Well, that's not entirely true. The, the typing students at Las Casas did a lot of my papers in my master's degree. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. somebody, well, yeah. I mean, I could type, but I had other responsibilities that I had to take care of. So, well, at but, the time yeah. I was doing all of his college work, we didn't have children. Mm -hmm. We were still living in the housing project. Yeah. Well, I don't think that that's a bad name for that where y'all live. Well, I mean, it, but back then that was a very nice place to live. It, it was nice a nice place, place for us. Was. Yeah, we didn't have to call wood or kerosene for heat or anything, and had an indoor plumbing, and it was nice. You know, I should have started this uh, conversation with. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we did some of that too. You know, we'd if Rastin was on, we watched it because her daddy thought the moonshot was fake, and but Rastin was real. Yeah. And I mean, he he'd get with it. If he'd come down here and, and Jackie Fargo and that bunch would be Rastin on TV. That man, he, we'd nearly lose a TV when something. When he, we he'd lived he'd in Michigan. That was a weekend event. We, they, the taverns in Michigan, back when we were children, were family-oriented. Now, mm. I know that sounds strange, but we would go there for supper yeah. at the Family Corner Tavern, kind of like Cheers, mm -hmm. and then we would go to the wrestling matches live. And my dad had to have a front-row seat. <laughs> and he would stand up and say, did that hurt? Did that hurt? And embarrass us to death. But he knew if he bought us popcorn or something, we would shut up and let him enjoy it. See, it we, good don't, times. we don't understand uh, all that happens up north, and they don't understand us. I mean, that, that's the truth. This country uh, is, is full of differences in every state. But I was, uh, Bill Kennedy was on yesterday, and he was talking about his dad. And uh, I met his dad. He 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 was a real great guy. But in um, Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, all of them, his buddies, they would go to a bar, mm -hmm. and uh, they would sit and talk about the old times and things that are going on. That was their way of uh, getting conversation going 
that they all enjoyed because they had been friends for life. They grew up in school just like they do here, and that was the place that they would go. There, there wasn't any real meanness going on in those bars. No, I no, mean, even no. the young people could go no. in there. Yes, yes. It, 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 and it wasn't that far from our house. Yeah. You know, it was a corner. They didn't say bar. They said tavern, a corner yeah. tavern. Yeah. And uh, we were excited. We got to eat out, Yeah. And which was a rarity, and knew that Dad would take us to a baseball game. Or to a live wrestling match. You know, the one thing that I learned in the service more than anything else was to get along with people from all walks of life. I had people from probably half the the, the states in the United States that were w- with us. And the friendships that we had bonded during those times were really, really special. And these people were entirely different from us uh, the way that we were brought up and all of those type things and uh, you know if if they had the draft again that would be the best thing I that agree. would unite I this agree. country more than anything I else agree. and and it, you you can't judge people and get until you get to know them well we, right. we hope at our age that when we relive the old times that some of these younger people understand that they were good times yeah. we nobody was rich no nope. you know? no computers uh, yeah no computers we played outside no you um, hardly ever watched television we weren't worried about being snatched off the street those were the good old days and we love to talk about it yeah and we may be losing young people as listeners because of what we talk about but this is what we know yeah you know, this I was is talking to a guy know. last night that was after me, a manager on for the basketball team, and we got to talk about Fly Williams. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Fly. I remember that came game up here because I, I thought Jimmy Earl might have been the athletic director when Murphy Center was built, but he wasn't. And I got thinking, no, he couldn't be because I sat here in these seats and watched Fly Williams and Jimmy Earl was coaching. But yeah. anyway, he was telling some stories on Fly about how when they played Western that the ball guarded fly even when they had the ball. Mm-hmm. And at halftime, this Western player tried to go to the locker room with them. It's still one of fun things. Yeah. And uh, I was telling him when we played Western, because back in the day when I played, we had plays. Mm-hmm. We had second guard around, split the post. So we didn't have offenses. Now they have offenses. <laughs> but we played at Western, and we had this this play where Phil Meadows had to go through, go to this corner. And then he – Saw an opening on the other side, so he turned and went over there. And when he got over, the Western player said, "Hey, you spoke to me on the other side." <laughs> so they knew the place better than we did. You did, but anyway, that was the way it was. It was just fun time to see people like Fly Williams come in over here and play. And I went to Vanderbilt a lot with AG, and we saw uh, Pete Maravich get sixty down there one night. But Fly Williams could fill a gym. He was like Monk was in high school. Fly Williams could fill a gym, boy, and he did. Murphy Center, and uh, of course he's uh, he would I, aggravate everybody. He wasn't a, just a good player, and and, and I, I know that there was a particular purpose why he did it. But I remember when they came here and Fly went up in the stands. That was a bad move. It didn't take him long to decide he didn't belong up there when he yeah. saw Mr. Ted Daffer stand up. Yeah. I was there that night. But you know that's. Uh, 
you know, some some people, you know, they take advantage of their talents and do good, and then some people don't, and Fly didn't. Uh, I think Fly's in the penitentiary for selling drugs now, you know. But he Oh, could, really? Yeah, yeah. I thought that. he was dead, but this guy told me last night that he was in the penitentiary. I read for his uh, autobiography, mm-hmm. and it, he had some tough times when he went back home, when he quit and went back home. Yeah, I'm sure of that. But um, he 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 had a different personality. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you know, Lake Kelly was a class guy. But when he was coaching at Austin P, he had some some characters. I put yeah. it that way. MTSU has had some interesting things happen in sports over the years. But the most interesting, as far as I'm concerned, was that uh, MTSU was playing a team. MTSU, their basketball team was made up of football players. I don't know if you've ever remembered that or not. You That was before. That's when I was still in school. And uh, uh, the other team was a, uh, I guess the kindest word would be they were an aggravating team. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they, they weren't from uh, – the uh, the conference, I believe they were from Texas, if, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, one of the players started uh, trying to cause trouble with one of MTSU's players, and the fight broke out. I mean, it wasn't – if it had been on television, they would have uh, uh, said that Murfreesboro was one of those places you don't want to go play. And I mean, those were big ball players. I mean, they're typical. They look like linemen, you know, the size they had. And I, I didn't really uh, enjoy the game that much, but I enjoyed the the festivities yeah. on the court yeah. before, when it all broke out. That's the reason hockey got so popular around oh, here gosh, because yes. the, the people would go to see the fights. Yeah, I remember when they when they had the old Dixie Flyers down there at Old Municipal Auditorium. You know, we'd yeah. we'd go, and just hoping Flo Palat would start a fight. You know, <laughs> but uh, though they've had we've had some interesting things happen to basketball yeah. games here. Uh, well, when when you see the uh, uh, the executives at MTSU going around taking names, because uh, see they turned over uh, one of the cars over there that oh, night yeah. and the the fight continued on outside yeah. and uh it was amazing well the football games you always had a fight when you played tech yeah I mean, they'd come down here and steal the trophy or we'd go up there or something you know but it, it, it nobody got shot i'll say that you don't have that type of um, no relationship anymore like we did with tech i think they were the last one that that uh, we just absolutely couldn't get along with. Well, and everybody we, enjoyed uh, aggravating the other. Oh, yeah. And it was all in fun. Most most everybody took it that way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was uh, – we had some, some fun times. And I think part of the problem back in the 60s and 70s, we were so close you could drive to every, every game. Uh, we never flew anywhere. 
We never took a bus anywhere. We checked out station wagons from the motor pool, and we'd go to Eastern Kentucky. What see we OVC? There was eight teams, and you were close enough at uh, a white game. We would have some people there, uh, but now I mean, you got to go to Texas. You got to go to Florida. You got to go to wherever. And uh, I noticed that the the me and the football team, congratulations, has made a bowl. Got a bowl bid, and uh, going to the Bahamas. Yeah, and I, like like a fool, I turned around and asked Don and Hannah if they were going. Well, you know they're going, but I just thought, well, you know, I'll ask. But yeah, they're going. Well, and Don Don will probably and Hannah will probably be sitting up there in the cockpit up front with the the pilots. Well, uh, they they sit somewhere during one game and they got on TV because Greg Samuels saw them, but I didn't I didn't see them, but. Uh, They'll be there. They'll be supporting the big blue. You can count on that. Well, Don being an ex-Marine, he'll be invading uh, the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Don was an MTSU man before he was a Marine. Mm -hmm. And uh, he knew Miss Hannah before he was a Marine. But uh, That's he, the best thing ever happened to him. Uh, well, Hannah. That's other, true of most of us. But yeah. The other night when J.D. Kennedy – went to the ball game yeah don went down and chatted with him for a long long time and we appreciate that yeah and and they're both uh heroes out out of the, yes. the vietnam conflict yes. yeah everybody and, that fought and everybody that came home wounded and everybody that died they were all heroes and un, under appreciated yeah and and, and i think that the people who made the decision to bring the wall here, I think that uh, I think that's one of the reasons is we did have so many heroes that came out of this area. And, of course, that's one of the reasons they call Tennessee the volunteer state because yeah. whenever trouble uh, right. comes, they're, they're willing to go, and that, yeah. that's really, really special. Now, when y'all are, you haven't had a chance to talk much lately, uh, Bobby, which is very unusual. Um, um, when you came here and you saw the culture of, of this area, how did you relate that from coming from Kentucky? I was scared to death. The first night we moved into the apartment mm -hmm. at the housing project, we had no furniture. We came here in my car with a cedar chest or hope mm -hmm. chest that I had yeah, I remember in the those. back seat. That's yeah. the only piece of furniture we had. We had to go and buy a bed at Railroad Salvage and a table and chairs. And that's just for starters. Yeah. We got the living room furniture later on, but I sat on the steps that night and cried my heart out. I was so homesick. Oh my. We didn't know a soul here or we didn't think we did. Uh, of course we knew Coach Stokes because Larry had introduced me to him when mm -hmm. he was recruited. But our next door neighbors were kids from the neighboring county, Carlisle County, next to our county. Mm -hmm. I hated him in high school. I know because they were. We played against them. Barbara was cheerleader. Ronnie played ball. I was a cheerleader. Larry played ball. We played against each other and everything. And they were our next door neighbors in the housing project. And then well, we we spread out our little group, 
and we discovered more players over there. Yeah. Because at the time, they were tearing down the old barracks that they got from mm-hmm. Smyrna. Yeah. Which was the married school housing on campus. They yeah. were tearing those down, and they were moving us all over to the housing project. So, you know, we, we learned all those people, and we congregated on weekends and shared snacks and beer and <laughs> money and you know we were all in the same boat nobody yeah. had any very much if money. we have time you tell truman and the, and the listeners about the living room set we bought at railroad <laughs> salvage how many pieces it had and what they were well, how many pieces was it for 14 nine 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 piece for 99 dollars we thought oh wow this is going to be good. We can afford that. Yeah. Well, uh, we got a, a couch where the back lift off. They they advertised it as a sofa bed. Mm-hmm. We got a short That's couch with, with the back lifting off. That was counted as one piece. Then we mm-hmm. got a chair. It was counted as two piece. We got a coffee table. That was three pieces. And we got two end tables. So that was five pieces. They advertised nine pieces. The other four were ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Do, do not change. The, the back, had ashtrays in the house back then. And the back broke off of the couch, and my dad, when he came to visit us, he repaired that. Thank goodness for dads. I know. Yeah. I know. So, But we had a good – our bed was, was pretty good, and we – we got one of those round old tables that had the metal around it, mm-hmm. which is 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 an antique now. People yeah. are dying to find them, and uh, that, we finally could buy a washer, but not a dryer. Yeah. So I would wash the clothes, and if it was pretty, I would hang them out. If it wasn't, we'd go across the street to the laundromat next to Montgomery's Grocery. I used, to dri- I used to drive by over there and look, and you would see uh, people were putting their clothes on on, on the lines. On those clothes lines. And I yeah. loved that because I grew up that way. We yeah. all yeah. did. And we, uh, I don't know where, I guess your daddy got us. We had this little bitty yard, you know, yeah. front and back, and we had a push mower. Yeah. And there he had a, a ball player that would borrow it, she would use our push mower to mow, ev- mow everybody's yard and charge them. <laughs> then she'd bring it back to our house. <laughs> hey, we got a caller. Let's get the caller on the line. They, they, they've raised it from a small little thing to it's got the whole screen. Caller, welcome aboard with uh, Larry and Bobby. Hey, Truman. This is John Dinkins. Just wanted to say Merry Christmas. But I did want to say one thing about Mr. Stewart, if I could. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Stewart, just want to thank you for supporting me all those years when I was a young little principal and didn't know what I was doing. Uh, between you and Butch, I don't know what I would have done. And uh, you mean the world to me. And I didn't know, though, that Bobby was the smart one in the family. I, well, I talked to her now all you know. Word gets out. But, John, yes, sir, we, but... we thought the world of you and, and your family. And uh, I was talking to a friend of yours Tuesday night. We, I go out to eat with the 1972 graduating class. And even though this person had to move to town and didn't graduate with him, he comes. Steve Martin was bragging on you, what a, what a great guy you are. And I said, well, 
you you should have known his daddy because his daddy was the same hey, way. Well, I, I'm I'm glad that you're hanging out with Steve Martin. He could use all the help he could get, but uh, <laughs> uh, he's a good guy too. And uh, I just want to thank everybody. Thank you. And uh, Truman actually hired me one time, and I had to I went into teaching instead. And Truman, I apologize. You know, I I just that's what I was going to do, but you know. I, I just want to thank y'all, and I appreciate you, and uh, Merry Christmas. And you too, Bobby. I don't know you that well, Bobby, but Merry Christmas. Well, Merry you, Christmas to you too, John, and I can tell you there's not a finer fella in Rutherford County than I you agree. are. And, 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 and I still miss your brother. Uh, yes, David sir. was one yes, of sir. the best law enforcement officers that was 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 ever in Rutherford County, and he was a city officer, detective, and he was special. He had a great knack with people. I'm telling you, yes, yeah. Well, John Dinkins had some people. had some real good basketball teams at Walter Hills when yeah. he was coaching. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But thank God, thank goodness, Jeff Jordan took him to the to the big one. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to y'all later. I, I know we're running late, but uh, just uh, want to tell you, appreciate you. I, I just want to make Thank sure you, I got that in. All right. Bye-bye. He's, he's such a great fella, and he's meant a lot to this community over yes. the years. Great school administrator. Yeah. And after that, that's a good uh, point to to tell everybody how much we enjoyed the show today. And uh and I would like to pay a compliment to Adam's Place. The tree here in the activity room is beautiful. Beautiful. Never noticed it. You know, it's I didn't right notice that corner. tree either. It's not something guys would notice, but it's a beautiful tree. And I know that the resident, residents here I appreciate it. I don't have one in my house. Would y'all help me uh, um, uh, load this one up in my <laughs> no. car? <laughs> no. No, no. Somebody would like to shoot at us. He had a little Christmas tree that had four of them little balls that you hang on it. Yeah. And he'd bring it out every year when it was going to have a Christmas party at the store, put mm -hmm. it out. The next day, he'd put it up, left the ornaments on it at all times. So all he had but to do every just, time he moved it, one of the balls would fall off and break. So it got to a point where there was only maybe one or two left on it each time he moved it. I have gotten gifts to put on Christmas trees every year. And... Since um, Jackie's been gone, bless her heart, I have not. I, I've, they've just accumulated in my house because they never have ended up on a tree. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. There's something wrong with me when it comes to trees at Christmas. Although some of my fondest memories are are that uh, at home, Mama's house, my grandmother's house. Uh, well, they, our, they are yeah. really special. Our tree topper this year is when he was the master of ceremonies of the children's circus at las casas when he retired they gave him his top hat and it's engraved inside oh. with the years he served and i've used that as the topper for my tree this year i and gave it, him a warrant for his arrest remember yes you did <laughs> yes yeah, his did. retirement party scared mm. our grandkids to death I, he, he reminds me of that <laughs> people say that i'm a bah humbug and some parts of it i am but what i really enjoy is watching the kids yeah open there now she got our boy ridge some little something and she put it in a, a something so he wouldn't recognize it and she didn't have to wrap it well he spied that <laughs> and if we don't watch him he'll open it 
yeah. uh, because he thinks if he is, he might as well get to open it right now. But that's what I enjoy about Christmas. That's a good. That's a good way to end the show today. Yeah. 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 And I'd say it's about time Brian's gonna be fussing on us. It's well past time. <laughs> well, he's busy doing something else, so he don't mind. Merry Christmas, yeah. Brian. Thank you. Merry Christmas Bring to you. Bring us back a victory from Chattanooga. Yeah. We're gonna try. Yeah. Good. Uh, it's gonna happen. Kevin. Kevin's gonna make will. sure it's gonna happen. Thank you, Brian. Yes, sir. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.